Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. special episode what what would make this episode so special there's a special guy to my left is it monty the cat intern he's always here (laughs) i guess that's your right right. who's who's the special guy to your left it's our favorite guest of all time (gasps) alan lane Uh, i'm not familiar back again Bat, bat, bag Back again. by popular demand. Mm-hmm. That's true. People, that is true. People love you, Alan. Yeah, it's everyone like, was like, he was really good. He should be on more. Do you have data as to what your number one downloaded episode is? I can look that up on iTunes. Yeah, we can find that out. We well, don't need let's to. Let's just concretely, I think it was this it. Let's just it say it was mine. yours. So if you guys don't know, Alan Lane is my hubbend and is typically um, not one to do this type of thing. So we're excited to get him back on. But he's perfect. Perfect for the. He's yeah. perfect for it. I remarked a little bit too much last time about how surprised I was at how good you were. True. Sorry. So now I'm gonna lower the bar. No, the expectations are high now. You know what's interesting? I'm gonna it, lower them again. It looks like our number one rated on iTunes so far is our last episode, episode twenty-two. Can I oh, that's awesome! Yeah. People which can rate means, each episode. Yeah, which means it's getting more and more popular. It's getting better and better. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I knew that all along. Yeah. Um. We were just right before the right before we started recording, um, FaceTiming with Alan's sister. Yes. She's a big fan of the podcast, but she has to go chronologically and she's on episode eight. Yeah. That's okay. Whereas my parents skipped right to my episode. As and they then should. stopped listening. As they I wasn't should. That's, that's, that's what parents do. <laughs> um she uh wanted us to give the boys a shout out, so we're gonna give a shout out to her adorable sons, Liam and Ethan. Hey, bo- hey, dudes. <laughs> hey, okay. Hey, boots. Let's be honest. Yeah. Which one's cuter? Oh, my on. gosh. We couldn't say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ethan the, is the cutest one-year-old, and Liam is the cutest three-year-old. I feel like yep. they go through different cute stages. And yeah. Scott, their dad, is the cutest 30-something. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I know where they get their cuteness. <laughs> they, they actually do. It's so funny. Um, Scott, Alan's brother-in-law, his sister's husband, um, looked so much like Alan as a kid. Really? Meaning they looked like each other as a kid. So Alan gave them a wedding gift and it was a side-by-side picture of um, Scott as a kid and Suzanne, his sister, as a kid. And they opened it and they were like, oh, thank you. It's so nice. It's like beautiful. It was like nicely framed and stuff. And Scott was like, Alan, how old are you here? Oh. But it was a picture of himself. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, since the the audience doesn't know... How would you describe Alan's face? Who who do people handsome. S- do pe- yes, handsome. Do people say you look like anyone? Yes. I feel like you look like Raul a celebrity. Esparza. Oh, that's not who I was going to say. And I get that a lot. There's there's two more too. No, there's really not. Just Alice I feel like you kind of look like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's that's, that's one of the Allison other two. Said. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire, people say Tobey Maguire. Yes. No, Allison. People I agree Allison. with that. He, Alan is so handsome. That. He it's is. getting awkward. He is so <laughs> handsome. Okay, happy to have our guest. Happy to have DJ Jay Wu as always. Um, should we jump into show notes? Let's do it. 
Show nuts. Show nuts. Let's start calling it show nuts. (laughs) I love it. I'm changing that right now on the show nuts. Also, you may notice that Alan doesn't recognize like the segments we do and stuff because he does not listen unless he's on. No, even then he doesn't listen. Especially when I'm on. It's good to have that perspective of someone who doesn't really listen. I like that. Yeah, Alan, if you have feedback as we go, just let us know. Great. Okay, um, show nuts. My <laughs> she first, really just changed it. In my first show nut. <laughs> um, of course, call the big listen and tell them you love us. Yep. What's um, that number, Lauren? 202-885-POD1. Or what if email- I don't have a phone? Oh, you do you have a computer? Yeah. Do you have an email address? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, big listen at WAMU.org. Perfect. Easy. Now I have a Do way. it. Why would you not do it? Just... Just do it. Why It'll would take you four not? Four seconds. Right. You could even start like open some random email accounts yeah. and do it from all of them. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted, it's not you, a bad idea. Mm. Um, another show note I wanted to discuss. Another what? Show nut. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Embarrassing. Ditzy. <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk about S Town real fast. Yes. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're listening to it so our listeners have no idea who. <laughs> Only me and Lauren are raising your hand. I finished. No. Did you finish? Uh, oh. I, f- I I feel shameful because I did not enjoy it. Wow. I'm shamed. I even like, I listened to it and I was like, I don't like it. And then I heard people talking about it and I was like, try harder, Lauren. And then I still didn't like it. I was at the gym last week and I tried to start listening to it, but I was bored out of your fucking mind no i was running but i was also trying to pay attention to the housewives marathon that (gasps) was on the tv with closed captioning like it's a contest and right at the beginning it's like this old clock hasn't ticked for 45 years i would rather i I can't watch housewives and listen i would rather listen to you by the way (laughs) tomorrow is easter which means lent is over. <gasps> That's right. You get to watch. Bravo. I get to watch Housewives. I don't even wow. know my mind is gonna like explode. Yeah, you're so I ho- behind. I hope there's a marathon on. Oh, I'm my sure grandma was like, "What are you doing always. for Easter?" And I think she was expecting me to say like going to church. And I was like, "I'm watching the Housewives." Yeah, I actually think that you can do it right now. It's always Saturday. Oh, you what? can do it the day before Easter. Why yeah, am I Lent not is Easter? It's like it's it's Good today. Friday, maybe? Lent, oh. yeah, Lent is over at the end of Good Friday. <gasps> Because I, I remember that. when I was in high Catholic. school, when I was in high school, I gave up stuff for Lent, and I remember one specific time there was a track meet, and I gave up soda, and when that we got stupid. back from the track meet, I had a soda. Oh it my was gosh! Over. Wait, I just googled this. It says Lent began March first, two thousand seventeen, this year, and then and en- it ended Thursday. What? I'm so far. B- but I feel Can like we that's hurry not, this up? I feel like that's over. not what people do, though. And that was podcast, podcast. I but have to go informed. now. Okay, Lauren quits. She has to oh go watch God. Bravo. Okay, this is exciting. Um, but, you know, I feel like I'm going to watch it a little less, which is good. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. feel... You realized you could go without it in your life. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I watched, like, my 600-pound life. <gasps> no, but the one thing, I started watching RuPaul, which made me feel really happy. Like, as in RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. yes. And I literally cried... <laughs> <laughs> on some of the episodes because it was so touching. What and season are you watching? I don't know. Name one of the, the queens. The new uh, Kim Chi. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Season eight. Yeah. Yeah. David Sedaris was on that one. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, now I'm watching the new one. I, I love it. So anyway, some good things happened at a Yeah. And I didn't miss it that much. Like, I, it was fine. Yeah. But I'm ready. I'm well, ready. And now you get right. to be like, a lot just happened. Like, between Beverly Hills, New York. Oh, my Hills, God. I've got so New much. York, 
Atlanta. <gasps> I miss them. Potomac I came back, but no one really cares. No one really cares. Oh. So now you get to really choose. You get to be yeah. choosy what you want to. And everything's a surprise. You never turn it on. You're like, I've seen this one nine times. Yeah. But also a good use of time is S Town. You should get into it, Alan. You should go back to or it. Or you and should not. It. It's fine. I okay. loved it so much. I- Here's I, the thing. I think most people did. Like, I feel I'm the in the wrong. It seems like it would be boring. It does. It does seem like it would be boring. And it was. Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot happens. If you not ask a lot me happened. to describe what was so compelling about it, I don't know if I could, but there was something about it. The production was really good, I must say. Yes. Like how it sounded. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I just loved the story. I had one major issue with it, which I won't say because I think it spoils something, but... Um, Overall, I just found it to be such a compelling and, and, and interesting and well-told story. Well, I think it's not how I like to listen to podcasts. I think I'm really into podcasts that are like people discussing things and like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or arguing kind of or discussing yeah. issues. And I don't wasn't enjoying being told a story in that way. And I think you need to really pay attention. And I'm always doing other stuff and yeah. I wasn't, it's just wasn't for me. And I am really kind of tired of true crime stuff. And it seemed like that. And I will say it, it, Thanks, the, the premise starts that way, but it, it ends up not being true crime. I know. I listened to False a few. Crime. Yeah. Well, I must say the good thing about the podcast is John McElmore is fascinating so fascinating so fascinating so it's not a spoiler to say, spoiler to say that the premise of the podcast is that this guy john b mclemore called into npr to say hey like i live in this town in alabama alabama that he calls shit town and i you know one of my friends overheard a guy this guy bragging about murder and he's like this this like well connected guy in town and you should really come check it out and it kind of turns out that he is the fascinating character um okay any corrections Nope. nope. Um, and now a word from our sponsor, ShipStation. Close your eyes. You're walking to pick up the label maker you ordered at the post office. You have your headphones on and you're listening to your favorite podcast, 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 this one, the podcast that talks about other podcasts. Suddenly, you're interrupted with an advertisement for Ship Out of Luck, one of the worst podcasts ever. Another podcast totally about ships. Sound familiar? As podcast power users, we know about the oversaturation of ship-themed podcasts. Ship out of luck. This American ship. I have to take a huge stinky ship right now. Ship talk for racists. Like, oh my God. Thankfully, someone who hates ships as much as I do has put all of these ship podcasts into one place. And that horrible, no good place is ShipStation. But thank God it exists because now all those ship weirdos can go there and listen to people talk about the poop deck. And I'm pretty sure the click and clack from Car Talker there. Thanks to ShipStation, a station for all those ship podcasts, we can all listen to the podcast we love without the constant fear that we'll be accidentally receiving an advertisement for the Ship Rogan experience or accidentally press play on Savage Shipcast, which means we can all listen a little easier tonight, which means I'm going to go do a bunch of blow tonight. Just kidding. Call 1-800-SHIPS-BLOW and tell them we sent you and they will go one step further. They will wipe away all those pesky dental retainer podcasts out of your devices. It's like magic. Ship Station, thanks for sponsoring us. Wow, how did you land them? (laughs) Working really hard for the money, baby. I think that's that's one of my favorite sponsors that we've ever had. (laughs) 
Ocean. I, I, if I have to listen to Savage Shipcast one oh more time. Oh my God. I always accidentally press play. Like it's going through and I'm like, ah, stop. <laughs> Ship station. I'd rather listen to J Train. You know what? You know what I do like though is I have to take a huge stinky ship right now. I know. That's that one's actually the best one. ship one. <laughs> There's settings so you can be like all. Like remove all the ship podcasts except for I have to take a big huge stinky <laughs> ship right now. Like you can still like add that in, you know. That's re- that's good. It's I'm, a feature. Thank goodness. I think that's really good and yeah. proves just how great of a company Ship Station is. <laughs> it, thank you, Ship Station. Okay, we have to move on. <laughs> Clip one is from Pop Rocket, which is Guy Branum. I was talking about this earlier. I love Guy Branum. <laughs> um, is it because he is like gay and bald? Just oh like me. Oh my gosh. I never put this together. <gasps> I think it's because he's so, so... Oh my God. He's in... He has... Um, his show on TV is uh, Talk Show the Game Show. You did it. Talk Show the Game Show. He ha- His show is Talk Show the Game Show. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm... I heard it's brilliant. It's on True TV. I really want to watch it. Great. That'll be my homework for myself. <laughs> I love giving myself hard homework. Lauren, watch The Housewives watch and Guy Branham's new show. Oh, I love my life. Okay. That's my homework for myself. Great. Um, But this episode, uh, they're revisiting childhood. So like popular culture things from their childhood and seeing if they kind of like stand up and like if they still like them which i think is fascinating because everyone has something uh-huh and uh so the host are jordan morris actually oh so sad guy is not on this episode <laughs> after all that talk about guy. I know. and it's his podcast i know he wow. gave the reins to jordan morris who i like a lot he jordan morris is on jordan jesse go mm. um margaret wappler karen togson and winter mitchell are also there and um this one talks about uh sex in the city and sex in the city is a great example of something that maybe doesn't hold up um because i mean some of i don't know how familiar you guys are with sex in the city very okay that's why i wanted to have it do this with you the good news is I'm not at all familiar, so you get to hear more of Alan. A fresh, but also a fresh perspective oh, sure. from someone who doesn't know. Sure. So I'll explain to you. Carrie's story never, and Alan, like, jump in and correct me uh-huh. when I'm wrong. Carrie's story never really made any sense. Like, she's a writer in New York City. She has a column, and she lives in a beautiful brownstone and has, like, Louis Vuitton everything and the like, best clothes. And she seems to do nothing all day. She, like, runs around with her friends, like, you couldn't afford this life that she has. She goes to the best restaurants. She has the most famous friends. Like her, it seems like a fantasy. Yeah. Does and she have a rich family? No. No. Oh. She's not but, close with her father. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Her oh apartment is rent controlled. I think her rent is like $700. Wow. So that helps. Okay. Where does she, she live? Has a huge, in the city? Here's a thing that never made sense to me. Upper West Side, right? Upper East Side. Oh. Hmm. But the actual brownstone is downtown. Got it. But... The thing like that never made me dis- made sense to me as a girl. She has a huge closet. Yeah, and I it's funny because I started watching it. I think after the show was done, but it was like right before I moved to New York, and it was just because I was in love. First of all, I love clothes. Yeah, I would watch her for the clothes, and I right. love New York. Yeah, that's true. But like, I love New York, and I was real. I wanted to move here, and I was like escaping to my dream. Yeah, I love that. Okay, Alan, which Sex in the City woman are you? Miranda. Which one is that? You are Miranda. Cynthia Nixon. That was the correct answer. Oh, I like Cynthia Nixon. No, I think I'm... 
I, can I be Miranda too? Yeah. No, here's the problem. I think I'm Carrie, but I hate Carrie and I mm. hate myself. Carrie is Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. The one I was just saying the is main, awful. The main one. She, I don't know. She, you know, she's a writer. She loves clothes and yeah. she's narcissistic. Yeah. You can have <laughs> parts of Carrie. Possible. But You're I You're definitely really, not a Charlotte. But You're who's not a Samantha? Not a sh- Charlotte is the one who, oh, Chris I'm not Davis. a Charlotte. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and wow. Samantha's Look at you. The, sl- the slutty one. Yeah. Samantha's the least real to me. Like, Samantha's like a character. Like a caricature? Yeah, caricature. I think Miranda was the most real woman on that show. And I yeah. think she was just least bullshit. I Like, very funny, very sarcastic. The episode where she kisses Steve after they've had their child at Spoiler. Brady's first birthday party, I cried. <laughs> Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. It was good. She definitely went through the biggest change. Yes. Throughout the whole series. Do you want to know my favorite episode? Go on. The one where that one was like dating a guy who was like not very reliable. They Um, went out to get drinks. Oh my God. And they talked about stuff. They drank Cosmos. They drank Cosmos and talked about stuff. And then. Wait, they talked about stuff? Mm, I'm not familiar. (laughs) And then at the end, it all came together and everyone learned a lesson about sort of the same theme, but in different ways. And Carrie said, I was wondering, (laughs) do men and women really become friends? (laughs) Have you seen the meme of a photo of her at her computer? And it says, as we approach entering World War III, is it time to start worrying worrying about World War Me? That's so good. <laughs> um, but the reason I wanted to talk about her and, and the not holding up was I don't think I realized when I was watching how fucked up her relationship was with Big. Big yeah. was the guy who she lusted after and they had a kind of relationship, but he always treated her like garbage. And Chris I Chris Noth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I didn't realize how toxic the relationship was totally. um have we not even listened to the clip yet no we no. should get to it i'm shit. sorry hang on no i'm sorry hang on here yeah, we go shut up over there this Eric. is them talking about how fucked up the relationship is with carrie and big i remember like to me i was just discussing with a friend the other day how like fucked up the sex in the city mr big storyline yes. is like it is actually like a deeply it's problematic storyline yes like and in- she's a terrible friend yes and it's embedded in this show for, for that's a all- for a for a lost straight white guy can you explain the <laughs> yes. sex in the city mr big storyline yes so you know the main character carrie bradshaw is on is involved in this on and off again thing with mr big and Mr. Big is this man who's like this glam, actually like a Trump prototype. I mean, yeah. she literally says in like the first or second episode when she sees him, oh, he's like a Trump figure, oh, which is man. really yeah. bizarre yeah. to think yeah. about now. But at any rate, so she is on and off with him again, and he treats her like shit. I mean, he really pulls things that like any self-respecting woman at some point or another would put her foot down and go, no, I'm not going to take that. And, you know, of course, like, it's not to say that feminists haven't allowed themselves to be treated poorly in a relationship or something, but it goes on and on and on for the entire show. And you are meant to read that relationship as incredibly romantic. And that's the part of it that's super problematic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so if you, ha- if you didn't watch the show, she's like obsessed with Big. And then Aiden, this like really nice guy, comes into her life and loves her and is so good to her. And she doesn't want to be with him. She wants to. She wants the bad guy, and she ends up uh, go like leaving Aiden for the bad guy. And 
I didn't realize how fucked up that was. And the how fact that I didn't realize how fucked up that was is really fucked up. And I think a lot of girls do that. They want terrible guys. It's like a thing. And I, I have to say, dick. even like when I was living in New York, I was dating a really terrible guy. And a really great guy came along. And like an Aiden guy came along. And... I got to be with the really good guy. And like, I want to cry when I think about that, how like so many girls make the wrong decision and they, cause they get that guy that treats them like shit and they feel like they've won something. And so they ruin their lives. Who, who was the nice guy that you ended up with? Oh, not familiar. Not familiar. You're, I mean, you're pointing to, to, to you're pointing to DJ J Wu, but that doesn't, he's the nicest he's the best he's the best i got the best guy i always joke that if he came home and was like i bought a two hundred thousand dollar motorhome i'd be like i guess justin had to buy a two hundred thousand dollar motorhome i'd be like he I needed don't. it or like if he came home and was like i murdered someone today i'd be like i guess that person had to be murdered like i seriously <laughs> if he murdered someone wouldn't you like assume oh, it was just i would be like what did that what horrible did that person satan person do, do? Right. yeah but I don't know when Alan, when you were watching Sex and the City, did did you realize how fucked up that relationship was with yeah. Big? I you never did? liked Big. Yeah, and the problem with her and Aiden is that she is just so mean to him because she can be like sh- in that relationship, she is so selfish, and he yeah. allows it. But I think the fucked up thing is that I didn't see how fucked up that relationship was because. To me, it was like normal. It was like, mm. yeah, I want that too. I want yeah. a guy to treat me like shit. I want like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, it made sense to me as a younger girl. That's but, really weird. But I don't think it's that weird because they definitely romanticize big. Yeah. And that relationship a lot. But that should not be the relationship where like. Right. But like at least she left it. the guy that slapped her, you know? I don't remember that episode. Baryshnikov? Uh, He slapped uh, her? Yeah. <gasps> it was like an accident, but she definitely got hit. Oh, I do remember that. That and was left when Paris, the show started and then they jumping like, the shark. Our girl. That was the finale. Uh, that was a, that was that was the show was getting kind of nutsy. <laughs> like the too. series finale. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alan is Sex and the City one of your like top five favorite TV shows ever? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch because I missed that slap. I would rewatch the whole fucking series you for have the slap. The whole thing, yeah. And then she had a necklace that said Carrie, and she lost it I when mean, she was in Paris, and then she finally found it right after she got hit, and she found herself, oh. and she went back to New York. Good for her. Wait, did you guys watch the movies? Yeah. <gasps> Lauren, I you did, did not. I watched part of the first one. The first one's really good. The second one is not so good. I don't know. I really, it, they were so different from the show. Yeah. Because it's a different medium. But I did, I know there were things I liked about the first one, but I, I, I did, I did love the show. I like when they fight. That seems real to it's me. It's interesting. Yeah. And she and um, Miranda get in a big fight in the movie. Yeah. That's interesting. Brenda who? Miranda. Miranda. Oh, I heard she and Brenda and I was yeah. like, I who's Brendan one? Brenda? They get just have like this? some dowdy fifth friend who's like, I'm Brenda. <laughs> I'm fighting with you. That would have made a, the show so much I'm better. I'm a part-time accountant. <laughs> I'm Brenda. And, I'm, and my favorite role is being mom to four. <laughs> oh man. I would love to see some dowdy. 
that's the <laughs> one friend. thing. I knew there was one thing missing from the show. Like mm-hmm. one, I didn't know what it was all these years. It's, it was Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> the whole, it was Brenda all along. <laughs> she comes in. She's like, I'll have uh, white wine, but can you add a little seltzer and also two ice hey, cubes? Brenda. And they're like, Brenda, we're drinking Cosmos tonight. And Samantha's <laughs> like, Brenda, you bore me. Brenda's boring. There Brenda's really was so a fifth character, though. Who? New York City. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> um, are we ready for clip number two? I think we should just close this thing down with after that last comment. Shut it all down. <laughs> okay, our next clip comes from so many white guys. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We use lots of clips from so many white guys, but we can't help it. Um, and the reason I picked this one is because it was so good that it actually changed my life. <gasps> I'm serious. Or okay, at least it it changed my understanding of myself. That's crazy. That's big for a podcast to That's do that. That's crazy. It really did. How could you not use this clip? Thank you. Okay, and I was telling Alan about this. I was like, oh my gosh, John Early was on so many white guys, and he said this thing, and it kind of blew my mind. And Alan, Alan was like, well, use it on the podcast. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> I was like, duh. Okay, so um. Okay, you guys know what So Many White Guys is, but it's a WNYC podcast created by Phoebe Robinson, who you know from her other podcast, Two Dope Queens, and you maybe know from her new book, You Can't Touch My Hair, and other things I still have to explain. Um, She created this one because the podcast world is so dominated by white guys that she aims to have guests who are women, uh, women, queer people, people of color. Obviously, from earlier in the episode, we learned that she also has a token white guy on, or two, depending on how demanding the celebrity is. Uh, I heard her talk about one time how long it took them to decide that it was so many white guys with three O's. It's the perfect amount. Because they were like, four is like too many, but like two is not enough. No, it's... Three is perfect. If it's going to be two, it should just be one. whoa, yeah. Yeah. Why even bother with two? (laughs) But three is perfect. Three is perfect. And yeah, if you're looking it up, it's so many white guys. S-O-O-O. Many white guys. Um, So I just love this one. You guys know how much me and Lauren love it. Um, But this episode features two very funny comedians, John Early and Baron Vaughn. Baron Vaughn is on Gracie and Frankie, that Netflix show with um, uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Um He's also just a really interesting guy. You listen to this whole one, right? Mm-hmm. And I listened to him on another podcast too, but I can't remember. Anyway, he's he's like a, a, po- a polygamist. He's into polyamory. So he likes to have like multiple partners, like multiple committed partners. Anyway, um, uh, John Early is really funny. You probably would recognize him from a bunch of different like sitcomy shows. He was on 30 Rock as Jenna's son. Do you remember that? Did you I've see that I've never seen 30 Rock. What? what is it on Bravo? Lauren, <laughs> there have been many a thing that you've told me you haven't watched on this podcast, and I have been shocked. <laughs> this is the worst. No, I'm telling you, stop okay. all your reading. Yeah, waste some time. But reading so many books and watching thirty. <laughs> okay, I'll add it to my homework list. Lauren, it's so funny. I think you'd like okay. it. Okay. Have you seen Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Do you yeah. like it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, so it's the same folks, okay. same team. Okay, um, he was also recently on the TBS series Search Party, which you know how I feel about that one. Love it so much. And he was like a main character on that one. What's the fucking <laughs> Search Party? She's shaking her head. That's, okay, it's that new show with like Aaliyah Shakwat and John Early. <laughs> it was that it was like their friend went missing, and so she became obsessed with it and decided she had to like find. It was like a, not even Is a Elias friend. Is Aaliyah Shawkat like the one from Arrested Development? Yes. She plays maybe. 
Okay, um, I'm in. Lauren, you would love I'm this in. one. It's so funny. They okay. live in New York and they're just kind of like 20, you know, young 20-somethings. Their friend who they were sort of friends with in college goes missing. They aren't really still friends with her, but they just be she just becomes obsessed with the case and generally plays her like fapid, hilarious friend. Anyway, in most of the roles he plays, he plays just like an over-the-top, like vapid gay man because he plays it so perfectly. Well, can we please get on to the part where that changes your life? Yes. Okay, here it is. In in this clip, John is discussing with Phoebe his comedic influences. And really and truly, this answer did um, change my life. What inspired you? I know you've like talked about in the past that like you've idolized women in comedy. Yeah. And that's been an influence to you. So what specifically about women in comedy like influenced you and what made you decide, that, oh, I want to get into stand-up? Well, the women thing, I mean, I just think it's a classic kind of gay thing of like you're just not really included in masculinity. And so women, when you see women being funny mm-hmm. on television, it's like, I'm sorry, what? It's like yeah. it seems so punk rock. Like it just seems so like yeah. rebellious. Mm-hmm. For, like, a woman to be, like, wild on TV. And so I yeah. think they – and also women are, like, your protectors. Like, women were my friends when I was young. And like, my girlfriends were the ones who, like, made me feel safe. So, like, I obviously – why would I have gone to television and why would I have sought men out mm-hmm. to, like, relate to or, like, idolize, you know? So, like, I, I absolutely just only was interested and in, kind of still am. Only, I'm only interested in funny women. I'm like learning more and more that like some men are funny, <laughs> but it, I always forget who I think is funny when, yeah. it, when people ask me what men I like. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. So I just, I guess maybe these reasons that he cites for why gay men are so drawn to women and especially powerful women might be really obvious to people. But for me, it's just like, that just like clicked. Like everything makes so much sense. That's so interesting. Yeah. This idea that like. I was never included in like my version of masculinity was never included in mainstream masculinity. Women were my protectors. Like I had this strong connection with my mother. You were surrounded by strong women. Women were my friends. Those are the people that um, were safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It's yes. just that yes. all that makes yes. so much I never, sense. I just feel like I got kicked in the stomach. <gasps> listening to you talk about that. Yeah. Like, the feeling of feeling safe. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, and I, and it's not something I, I don't think it was something that was so conscious. Like, like don't feel sorry for young Eric. Like, I don't think he was feeling unsafe. I just think you are drawn to the people that make you feel safe and that women are that for young gay men. That makes so much sense. Wow. Yeah. It, and when I think about it, like all of my favorite performers, like actors, singers, whatever are women, like all my favorite, like big protagonists are women. My favorite stories are women. What, do you agree, Alan? Yes. <laughs> do you have any other thoughts? Um, I feel like it's always been fairly obvious that I was drawn to women, and I think gay guys in general are. Yeah, is that what you find fascinating? No, no, no. Like I, you didn't I just know never, that? I never examined or tried to understand why, why? that is. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, because I think that is obvious, totally. And also why before you even realized you were gay yeah it wasn't like i'm gay i like women right like, it's like you were drawn to them because of a safe spot it's something in you yeah and when john early says you're you're not as a as a young gay person you're not included in masculinity as a young gay, so gay man or young gay boy i've never thought about you're that not before. included in, it's and it's so <gasps> true and i wonder 
like if more young gay boys or young gay men saw more of a spectrum of masculinity, they wouldn't feel like they have to go in introverted and like go, go like inside and they would feel more included in that. And they wouldn't feel like they had to fake that. Right. They would think they, and they'd be able to identify with their masculine side more right? because they wouldn't be afraid of it. Right. Cause it was yeah. it wouldn't be threatening. And I just feel like even before I knew or understood that I was gay, I was trying to fit in in that way. I was making marked efforts to um, be more what I understood to be masculine, you know? But if I understood masculinity differently, I think I would have just been more comfortable and not had to fake those things, you know? I feel like that's happening, even though John really is talking about this. I hope so, yeah. I mean, I... I think you're right. This is... This is maybe the best club ever. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. I've never thought about this. Yeah. Um, are you guys ready for Jingle Jangle? <gasps> Let's get to it. I am so excited for this Jingle Jangle. Like, I am 20 zillion times more excited than all of you combined and our, our entire audience combined, I think. <laughs> um, okay, so this is from pop culture happy hour which is one of my favorite podcasts it's the beauty and the beast and south by southwest episode the hosts are linda holmes stephen thompson and glenn walden and the guests this this episode are katie presley uh, who is bitch media's music editor because they're talking about music from south by southwest um and the hosts are going over their favorite musical performances at south by southwest and they play a clip of tunde olanarian's song namesake all right, well, this is just a big meatball pitch down the middle of just an absolutely irresistible song by a guy from Flint, Michigan named Tunde Olanaran. His live show has kind of a, a performance art quality to it. He has he has dancers who are enshrouded in, in, in these garments and everything. But then the the songs spring to life and just just explode with ideas. This song is called Namesake. Now maybe there's a lesson I've been given Know some wisdom from the stories that I need to tell And everybody's hoping and scraping and wishing They could be something outside themselves If I can be me Then you can be yourself Might not be easy It's like we're never satisfied it's so good that last part is so fun when it like resolves into that it's weird okay so i was humming this at my desk i hum a lot when i'm happy that means I'm, and it, was like, it was like after hours and i was like and she yelled at me and i was like i think you your should coworker be, yelled yeah at you. she told me to, sh- to stop and i was thinking i think you should be allowed to hum this at all times because it's so good <laughs> this is the Did exception for, for humming no i did not but i did i emailed eric immediately yeah. and i was like Eric, listen to the song. Well, oh, you emailed me right when oh, you heard yeah. it for the first time. <gasps> no, because they were. He was on another round uh-huh. talking about the Flint water crisis, yeah. and I don't think they played a clip of the music. They were just talking to him. I remember thinking he sounds interesting. Like, yeah. actually, I think they played a clip, and I was like not that into it. I don't yeah. know, but this time for some reason, my brain like went on fire, and I <laughs> so I emailed you immediately because. I thought Eric would like it because it almost sounds a bit theatrical to me and yeah. it's very powerful to his voice 
and his music, they're gutsy. It reminds me of you. And I can yeah. picture Eric, who I call the Jesus of dancing, dancing to it. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I was like, Eric will love. This. So I was so obsessed with the idea of Eric loving this. I was like, Eric is going to have a religious conversion. <laughs> so I emailed him and I was like, can you listen to the song right now? But don't listen to it yet because I want to listen to it at the same time as you. We I was at work and I was like, I want to press play at the same time as you. So tell me when you get this email and we're going to listen to it together. Yep. I was checking, refreshing my email <laughs> box every five minutes. Hours went oh by. And I'm like, gosh. and so I texted you and I was like, hello. Yeah. I was urgent, like- urgent. <laughs> and then you emailed me or like or you texted me you were like i'm gonna listen to it now but we you didn't tell me when you started we were not listening to it at the same time i really doing it at the same time right i was a little behind you because you didn't tell me exactly i wanted to i wanted to be listening to it and thinking at the same time like eric is listening to this oh my god you should have just facetimed him I should have. And That's then had true. him play it and you oh, could watch his reaction. I should have FaceTimed. Well, next time. Or I just should have like quit my job and come to where you That's were. That's what we should have That's, done. That's more reasonable. But... And then I played it for DJ Jaylee when I got home and he was like, this is catchy. I, I didn't think you would like it. Do you like? Do you like it? Yes. No, you, I did. You weren't lying. Okay. I no, wasn't no, sure it, if you were... Cause I wasn't I, lying. That was well, catchy. Part of me thought you might have just been trying to make me happy because I was so obsessed. I was like, I thought I might have been scaring you. Like you might have been like, if I say I don't like this, she's going to flip her top. <laughs> but you were seriously. No, I mean, I think that it's it's uh, the message is good. I don't. I don't care it's about not the, the message. S- not like <laughs> I don't even know what the message is. Go on. Wait, really though? I mean, no, I'm kidding. But I just oh. mean it's the sound to me oh see that's that's what actually was funny i i really like the message and i thought the sound is just okay like i oh. thought like i thought like it's catchy but Maybe it's we not should get divorced now. it's a little it but was a little corny other. like that's i thought true. it was a little over the top it is a little corny and like oh <gasps> it's so good but i think it's a I i think it's a it's definitely like important and i think it's a good song in that or that's why it makes it a good song i have a question yeah in a tournament of music, mm-hmm. who wins between that song and the song from the Americana? America yeah. with your golden well, this, wings. This song, no, no. This song did not make me cry. Like, That's I really true. love it. Also, I'm afraid I'm going to get sick of it because I listen to it so much. Sometimes I'm like, only one more time, Lauren. Because like, what yeah. if I get sick of it? Um, that America song, I will never get sick of. That wins. But th- that was a good question. That Thank is a good you. question. But Thank you. I'm here for the hard-hitting stuff. Mm. I love having you here. Will you be on more often? No. Now I'm really, pu- I'm really putting <laughs> you on the spot. He just so softly says no. Um, <laughs> God, I love that. I Fuck, love how much I you love, love it. I fucking love that song. Um, let's hurry this up because I want to go listen to it and watch Atlanta. And watch Atlanta. <laughs> Should we get to our segment segment? Yes. This is the part where we talk about something that we're excited about that's not podcast related. We have other interests. Yeah. Like a few. Except I must say when I'm thinking of my segment segment, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'll save this podcast. I'm like, no. Like, I almost it used... can't be a podcast. <laughs> well, we There's used to one have, rule. We used to have a segment called Podcast Bay. And I was going to sort of have my segment segment be a mini podcast bay for S-Town. But I feel like we've covered it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, there's one rule about segment segment and it can't be it's a podcast. It's non-podcast related, I know. <laughs> you have one job. <laughs> but I, okay, but I do have a really good one for go, this week. Okay. Go on. Um, the day that we're recording this is my younger sister's birthday. 
happy birthday, and Lauren. That doesn't mean anything to people who don't know her, but let me tell you, she is the smartest. This is the sweetest segment. She's segment. the best. She's the smartest and funniest and most kind and caring. Also, I mean, this is trivial, but she's gorgeous. She's also gorgeous, <laughs> yes. I like to compliment people's like intelligence and caring, but apparently you think looks are all that's important. You <laughs> said that kidding. you said that just like David from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? David. 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 I love how the sister says it. David. Um, anyway, she is my younger sister. It's her birthday. And she is like wonderful and beautiful and so smart. And she just like will help anyone out. And she's a nurse. And so she like helps so many people. She's and like, she's just she's too good, to, good. too good to be true. She really is too good to be true. And I love her a ton. So happy birthday, Happy Lauren. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lauren. Not this Happy Lauren, a different Lauren. Happy birthday to you. And many more. That's why you're here, Alan. <laughs> um, Lauren, what's your what's well, your segment, segment? I had a segment segment, like it was an actual thing. Yeah. That I was like already to talk about, but something happened to me yesterday, and I was like, this needs to be my segment segment. <gasps> I woke up in the morning, and I thought I had lost a pair of pants that <laughs> they're uh, athletic pants. Go on. And I was like really depressed about it, and then I found the pants. <laughs> What? And I was like, this is the best feeling ever. I thought I had lost these pants. And then later on that, that day in the bottom of my backpack, I found this very scrunchie that uh-huh. I'm wearing right now. It's yeah. like velvet gray. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot I own this thing. And it's gorgeous. And it's making me so happy. And I, I literally had the best day ever because I was like, I've got my pants. I've got my scrunchie. What so my, my segment segment is when you've think you lost something and you've dealt with it in your mind and you're like fuck life is like hard sometimes yep. like, like, no more pants for you Lauren yep. and like but then you find the thing and it's like Jesus loves me oh that's yes, the best I mean? yes he do he do <laughs> and it reminds me when I was in high school this is gonna sound kind of crazy I used to set my alarm for three in the morning no. so that I'd wake no. up just so that I trick myself and be like, oh no, it's time to wake up. And they'd be like, no, it's not. Back to sleep. Like, <laughs> just that joy of yeah. like, Nothing I thought it was time to get that. up. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can like give yourself that present yeah. like Ugh. every night. But like, I, I felt the same way when I thought I lost the stuff. So my mm. segment segment is just like, think you lost Unexpected. Something, yeah. And then you find it. Because so if we're listening clearly, DJ J. Woo needs to take things of yours, hide them. Yep. Just for you to find them. And give you that spark of joy. Noted. Don't forget. I love it. I love a surprise. He's like tearing off your wedding but ring don't, at night. But, <laughs> but, but can we make an agreement that you don't steal the things from me for more than like two days? Because it gets torturous. Don't you think that surprise would be even better after like a year, for example? I don't. That's too long. What if I want to wear the pants? You're like, oh, here's Monty. I forgot about him. <laughs> I lost Monty. No, because this was like... Probably six hours of me thinking I lost the yeah. pants, and that was a, it was a, a rough amount. six hours. Yeah. and I had come to terms with the fact that the pants were gone, and <laughs> it was just such a treat to find out that, that I didn't lose them. After I was all. really hoping your whole segment segment was I thought I lost my pants, and then I found them. End of story. <laughs> oh no! But there's so much more. There is so the much story more. Goes so yeah, much there deeper. was a scrunchie too. So there was a scrunchie. <laughs> That's a really good one though because. That's such a good feeling when you have found something you've given up on. Yeah. Like love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what um, about you, DJ, DJ J. Woo? 
He's so serious. Wait, this is my segment segment? Yeah. Oh, Have right, you been okay. following along? Nah. Do you want us to explain what it is? Yes. Define this. You can talk about anything you're into. It just can't be a podcast. Oh, damn it. You my were going to say this podcast, yeah, weren't you? Yeah. I was going to say. One rule. I was going to say. Oh, what am I going to say? Uh, He's doing no, this for attention. The best thing in my life. No, not the best thing in my life. That's totally fucked up. Um, Colbert Report talking about the Pepsi ad. Um, in case was, in case you haven't been paying attention or this is like 10 years from now, the Pepsi ad that we're talking about is where Ky- Kylie Jenner, is yeah. that her name? Yeah. Kendall? She, Kendall. Kendall. Oh my God. She was in a Pepsi ad that didn't go on TV. It was like an online only Pepsi ad where she like joins a protest and gives one of the policemen a Pepsi and like that ends, ends the protest racism. and racism. Altogether. Yes, we can. So anyway, Pepsi. sorry, but talk about the Colbert thing because I didn't watch it yet. No. So he just, he has, it's probably like a, if you just, just YouTube it, it's probably like a five minute clip and he just breaks it down in Colbert style and it's wonderful and very funny. And I'm not going to ruin any spoiler jokes, so you should just watch it. TJ Wu, are you glad that the commercial happened for the Colbert segment? Like, is it, was it worth it in the end? Because I think so, because, because actually... Uh, Brings I, up some I good mi- points. Well, I missed the commercial to begin with. So, like, when people went crazy on Twitter, I just, I had no idea, because I was, I don't know, I have my head in the sand i don't know what the well, fuck is going on you've been busy at work and my job is to be on twitter all day so sometimes when we come home you're like what happened today yeah and i can't and you're i was my like news brief. i was like uh there was this commercial it was amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we yeah we we had dinner with a friend last night and she broke it down and then i and then i proceeded to watch the clip she shared with me from the colbert report and that was what made me say yeah that was that was that was the most humorous thing I've I've heard in a while. So it was good. I love the protest being de- on that commercial being described as Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of, it did kind of look like Coachella. I just feel like that the ad is so tone deaf and it just means that no one who worked on that ad, which means like big marketing executives at Pepsi and whoever the giant ad agency is that created it. There was no ad agency. Oh, Boom. Pepsi has an internal agency. That's, That's the right. problem. Yeah. But here's the thing. No one at that internal agency, no one that works for this major corporation, A, it makes me think that there's not enough cultural diversity. B, like where I work is pretty small compared to Pepsi and like I'm not that smart, but I feel like everything we put out there, we really carefully consider well, the you, tone. I, That's the question everyone's asking. How did it slip through the cracks? And it's one of those things where like... I don't know. If someone powerful has an idea, sometimes people are afraid to shut that uh, idea down. Maybe. You know? But that just means we need people in power who are, you know, exactly. people of color and women. But it's good that this happened. Everyone's no, talking I about it. I it, don't know. It, I, f- I just feel like it shows that, like, major corporations. You're right. No, I take it back. No, no, no. I hear you. The conversation, I agree, is good. It's been but a I very feel like... interesting conversation, and I can't yeah. wait to watch that Colbert clip. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Our good friend is going to work at Pepsi in marketing, so That's hopefully true. he can have some gossip Do for something us about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we'll get the inside scoop from him. Yeah. Yes. Oh I hope someone's head d- drops. On the chopping block? Someone's yeah. head will roll. That's the thing. Yeah. Heads, Heads will, will roll. roll. Yeah, yeah. 
off which with is someone's like head. Guillotine reference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Lane, do you have a segment? Segment. I do. Go on. <laughs> Mine is the TV show Fargo. <gasps> good one. <gasps> it's I coming back to FX, that. and it's really, really good. Who is starring on this season, Alan? Carrie Coon. We love and her. And Ewan McGregor as twins. What? Oh. Get out so of he's town, playing two girlfriend. Roles, parent trap style. Is uh, Kristen Dunst still on it? No. Whole She's new cast, whole new story. Only on one season. Oh. Yeah. That's the genius of Fargo, is that it's always the same town, but it's <gasps> different periods. That's of time and a whole different characters. So if I was going to start watching it, what where do I start? Season Whatever. one. Okay. Or I guess the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. The movie season one, season oh God, two. You so can start on homework. season three. Okay. Yeah. I'll get to it in March when Lent time comes around. True. And Carrie Coon is such a good actress. She's incredible. She was on The Leftovers as well. And she's married to Tracy Letts, who is a an amazing playwright. Well, aren't you just August a Osage fact County. machine? <laughs> About very specific things only. Well. Another good one. Thanks for being here, Alan. The best yet, in my opinion. Even better than your first appearance? I didn't listen to it, so who's to say? <laughs> it's true, Alan. You're getting Par better, and I course. hope you come back. I seriously love having you here. Thank you. I, I seriously like having you here. Great. Yeah. Not quite love. I really, I, I want to have me. you back already <laughs> um thanks to our editor kara love you kara i think it's getting more and more challenging for her because we go on and on more and more yeah we episode. do yeah thank you kara you i wish k- i was touching your butt right you now do great work um if you guys have a podcast you want us to listen to if you want to give us a podcast challenge tweet us at love your podcast <gasps> or email us at, g- at love your podcast yeah we love being challenged and really Please, if you could do one thing, give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps. If you rate us five stars on iTunes, show us proof, and then come to New York City, we'll give you a kiss on the mouth. Who, whichever you want. You can pick one of us. Both of us. Or both. I pick Justin. Yeah. Oh, I'm already rated, so. Oh, um, oh man. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, should we, Eric, we got to leave. <laughs> it's getting creepy in here. Well, we have to go so that Alan and Justin can get to kiss in. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Love Bye. you.